welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast, episode number 214, and it's a special Cheap Shots Challenge episode this week. So if you want to follow along at home, do make sure you go to the website, sunny16podcast.com, where you will find all of the pictures, the pictures, all of the pictures for this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge on the theme of groceries. Um, we have a super special guest to judge this week's show. But before I get to our super special guest, let's get to our super special co-host. And this week's super special co-host is the wonderful John Whitmore. John, how are you? Hello, Graham. I'm all good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Full of energy, as you can tell. <laughs> yes. Well, we've just caught you, haven't we, John, off the back of a um, highly successful YouTube broadcast. Oh, yeah, as always, it just went incredibly well. All the technology worked perfectly and all my darkroom's abilities were just shining tonight. I'm very pleased to hear that. Very pleased to hear that. Go to the Dark Shed <laughs> live on YouTube to see exactly how well things went for John. I'm assuming it'll be uploaded, John, will it? Or will this one just be set fire to and thrown in I'm as what, a uh, Yeah, I think I'll just burn this one. <laughs> now, I will. I'll upload it. It's comedy, isn't it? <laughs> comedy gold. Exactly. Uh, no Rachel this evening because she's not feeling very well. No Claire this evening because it's her dad's birthday and birthdays are important. Um, especially this time when we haven't got much chance to catch up with each other. So she's off celebrating her dad's birthday. But we do have a fabulous guest joining us this evening, returning to the Sunny 16 podcast. It is the wonderful Lucy Ridges. Lucy, welcome back. Hi, Graham. Thank you very much for having me again. It's so nice to have you here because um, I'm trying to remember when we spoke to you. It was uh, it was, it was the middle of lockdown. Was it really? Yeah, no. it was. It was lockdown. Or maybe it was the start of it, but we were definitely in lockdown. Crumbs. Yeah, God. I think it was like the week two or something, week two or three, maybe. I, I feels, it feels like so much longer ago. Lockdown has had a weird effect on time. <laughs> but, it really has. So how has lockdown been for you? Because you, you're a creative person. Did you manage to cope with it in a good and creative way? Or did you do what I did, which was just sit in the corner and rock backwards and forwards? <laughs> I did a bit. I had about a week. Week one was a lot of sitting in a corner, rocking backwards and forwards, um, just you know, not really knowing what was happening, not knowing. Well, I mean, week one, all my commercial work fell off the edge of a cliff, so that was a bit of a shock. Um, but once I got my head around the fact that this was happening, um, I got quite excited and made a made a made a plan. I think I think um, probably a lot of creators and artists will say the same thing you, you sort of have this never-ending to-do list and a never-ending list of ideas you want to try so when suddenly faced with two months off it's um it's quite exciting so I think I'm definitely yeah I'm, I'm definitely one of the grateful lucky ones with lockdown so I was yeah I was quite creative I um I dedicated the lockdown to trying to get further with cyanotype printing um which went 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 okay it I learned that it's um it's an amazing technique that's very easy to get a simple print and very very hard to get a brilliant print so but that was my that was my that was my lockdown was essentially cyanotype printing it sounds like a really um 
as we were talking about before the podcast started, it's kind of a great thing to do as a lockdown activity because, for one thing, there's a limited amount you can do with it every day because it takes so long yeah. to watch. So you, you're not having to dedicate your full day to doing everything, whereas John goes and locks himself away in the dark shed for an entire day at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of weird how quickly the days started to go. I'm sure probably a lot of people have the same thing, but... You know, you think, right, I've got two months now of I can't work, so let's do something else. But then, I don't know, you end up, your sort of, your cup of tea in the morning ends up being longer and your lunch ends up being longer. And and before you know it, you've sort of filled the day. Some days it would be three o'clock until I started on my Sanotype project again. And I was like, God, how, where's this day going? But yeah, I think... I think that sort of happened, didn't it? It was very weird. Yeah, I've I've seen this before. I, I have a few of my clients who are um, a, a little older and they're busy and they're working hard and they're doing their jobs and then they retire and they think, oh, I'm going to have so much time. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to be working anymore. What the? And that time just goes. It's just, as you said, you just, yeah. everything just kind of takes a bit longer and you stop rushing. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it gave me, an, it did actually give me a glimpse into what retirement would be like because it's kind of mad to think that you know that there was that period of time where I wasn't working but there was there was sort of no point where I was twiddling my thumbs because you just you just sort of fill the day I don't know yeah it's very bizarre <laughs> sounds like it's quite nice though at least you're able to get the balance right between yeah doing something doing enough to make you feel like you weren't just sitting around wasting the time watching it all flip out <laughs> of your hands but um exactly although I, I will say I was I was quite gutted at the progress that I made with the cyanotype printing because I I had thought that oh by the end of this lockdown I'm gonna be a master cyanotype printer <laughs> I'm gonna know I'm gonna know everything there is to know about cyanotype printing and it like six weeks into it I was like oh my god I I know I know so much less now than I knew before <laughs> because now I know how much there is to know you know that thing where the more you learn about something the more you just know how little you know um but it's I have a newfound respect for sanitary printing now, genuinely. Um, and that's you, that's uh, always good. Were you doing it using sunlight or did you have a UV lamp? Bit of both. So we we had it was in that period where it was really sunny. So I did a lot of that, but it was in terms of continuity, like me and Graham were saying earlier, like that you, you you can never know exactly how much light the sun is pumping out, so you can't really mm. record anything that way. So in the end I had I was using a lamp which felt kind of weird when you look out the window and it's sunny, but I was trying to just do everything so specifically so I could learn what was happening. So I, yeah, I, I was using my lamp mainly um, in my bedroom. I think it's wise when you're kind of, when there are so many variables involved, you've got yeah. to try and lock down some of them, haven't you? If you've got exactly. any chance of getting yeah. Well, it's particularly yeah, yeah, important yeah. For, for people like you guys working in a professional way with this stuff, whether even if it's for your own personal work, you you need to be able to reproduce it so that if if yeah. there's additions or if you want to go in the gallery exactly, and stuff like yeah. this, um, and yeah, wing and a prayer just isn't going to work quite so well with that. No, no, exactly. You do need, as I say, like with the sanitite, there's so there are so many variables once you start trying to. Once you start trying to make a print that looked exactly the same as the last print you made, you do really need to be so careful with, yeah, keeping as much the same as you can. Because otherwise, before you know, it's so weird with Sanotype. You take, you make one print and you, you do another one and you think you're doing it exactly the same, but you get a different, slightly different blue hue. You're like, where did that 
where's that come from? <laughs> so, yeah. And have you been able to get in the darkroom at all other than certain type stuff? Yes, I've actually, so I'm, I'm, I'm in between houses at the moment. So I don't, normally I have a darkroom in my basement, but I don't and I haven't for a good few months. And I've just, the last few weeks since lockdown, well, whenever, since everything eased, I've just discovered a brilliant darkroom over in West Kirby in the Wirral. Um, it's called Lightbox and mm. it's great. It's a community darkroom that's run by um, a guy called Martin Chapman. I think that's his surname. And yeah, it's really, really good. And yeah, so it's been really nice to be to be back in there because I, I, I tend to go through phases with my darkroom work. Like I'll, I cannot, I cannot be in a darkroom for sort of nine months and I'll just be doing maybe, you know, color work or something where I'm not really enthused about the darkroom. And then suddenly I'll just be like desperate to be in a darkroom and I'll really miss it. And that's what the phase I'm in at the moment. So it's been really nice. I've spent a few days printing some of my new work which has been yeah it's been really nice I've been using the Ilford warm tone which is just such a lovely paper gives you this like not quite doesn't give quite a sep quite sepia but it just gives a slightly warmer tone than the than the classic paper but yeah it's really beautiful is that one you so, walked yeah. around with John I concur yes <laughs> yeah it's lovely isn't it <laughs> piss off graham um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i tried it the i was using it the other day actually because i was experimenting with warm tone developers oh, and nice. the warm tone paper actually responds really well to warm tone developers whereas like standard fiber paper doesn't okay um, great yeah so yeah it's, yeah i it's, think i think that's actually one of its selling points that it works with the developers with yeah. the, the, the toners sorry yeah um, Lucy, have you mucked around much with the art paper? Because um, that's something John's been doing lately is experimenting and working with the um, the art, uh, the Ilford Art 300, is, is it? Is that the one, is that where it's um, the pla sort of the hot rag? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. have. Um, and it's almost, it's it's bu bumpy, almost like a like a, um, a watercolour paper. Yeah, yeah, they describe yes. it as shell sheen as well, I think. Oh, nice. Um, I have tried that one because I, one of my projects, I was um, playing around with hand colouring with paints or, and with oil paints specifically. And I, tr I was printing on that paper, I think, because it, it holds the, it holds colour better. Um, if you're adding any sort of paint on top, it was holding it better than, not yeah. than fibre base, because fibre base holds colour really well, but it, it held it better than the, um, resin coated so yeah it's, it is a nice paper it's, it has got a, a really nice sort of gentle sheen hasn't it yeah yeah it's lovely but I did, it's, it's noticeably different as well it is noticeably different it, it in the end like it was quite nice to experiment with it but I went I in the end it didn't for me it didn't match up to how much I love just the fiber based because the mm. fiber based surface is just so beautiful the matte one I like the matte um, that's what I've been printing with tonight. How oh, are you? Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's the sort of paper it. that it's very, as with a lot of things, if you've got the right image for it, it's it's yeah. superb. But it's yeah. and it's just nice having a choice, so you can, if you need it, then it's it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As somebody who hasn't. Well, the only fibre-based paper that I've used is the Direct Positive. Um, I haven't yet shot with the art paper, although I do have a box of it sat 
making me feel guilty in the shed. Um, <laughs> it, it is the fiber is the art paper easier to work with than fiber paper? Because that's always kind of feeling about well, is that fiber paper might be slightly more tricky to work with from a printing point of view. I've only used resin papers other than like I said direct positive. I mean, in terms of in terms of making the print and exposing the print, there's no real difference. Um, the even with resin and, and fiber, the only difference is in is in it needs slightly longer in the developing, and you need to wash it a lot more thoroughly. Mm. Um, but and I, I actually can't remember if the art paper was any different. Do you do you know, John? It is. Yeah, it's the same as is fiber. It? I think I think the okay. washing time is slightly shorter. Um, right okay because yeah, yeah the washing time yeah. in fiber is like 45 minutes from about a minute and a half with resin um so that so yeah at, at that stage i guess it is quite different but but in terms of making the exposure i don't think it's too different okay well that's good to know. It, the also the art paper dries a lot flatter than the oh does it okay paper. yeah like fiber paper i hate yeah it, ro- it dries mm. <laughs> Yeah, it rolls up really annoyingly. Yeah. 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 I've certainly discovered that even in my said very, very limited exposure to it. Um Yeah. Uh, but so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the roll. Oh man. I, yeah. I, as you were saying, oh. um, Lucy, I, I mm. you need to be in the right frame of mind for dark room stuff. And I and I have although I've been in my dark shed a lot lately, it's more been faffing around with trying to knock together this cruddy camera and fast around with right. that rather than feeling like I want to get in a make print. I think partly just because it's warm in there and <laughs> the the kind of prospect of <laughs> shutting the door and going, well, I'm going to spend the next three hours in this dark, enclosed, <laughs> very humid space is not super appealing. But um, yeah, I yeah, it has it has to be a comfortable room. Like one one of my home dark rooms was in my basement and I had to do the whole process on my knees oh, and no. it was just it just really put me off yeah so, yeah it really makes a difference it, it, but yeah but whereas this new dark room that i'm borrowing which is great because someone else set it up and i didn't have to it's great because it's you know you can stand up and everything oh wow which is a minimum requirement really <laughs> it is i mean ideally sitting down would be the ultimate you know um uh, <laughs> that's, that's, i, I, I want to get a bar stool for my dark show just so yeah or like or or a stool like an office chair with wheels so you just roll from the dry area to the, to the wet area oh, oh, oh. <laughs> in, in my shed that would be a very small roll <laughs> more okay. more a slight turn of with the head more of a turn yes exactly <laughs> you could have like a circular desk couldn't you where you just sat in the middle and span round oh that'd be great rather than looking okay. left to right i think the problem is if i had that though i would just spend my entire day going wee spinning round and round and round on the office chair um but that that sounds quite good though i mean i'm on board for that um well it's great to hear that you've had a productive a productive few months um i suppose we should get to the point of this evening which is talking about the productive months that our listeners have had Uh, we had some really great and very varied submissions for this Uh, you had a chance to look through these um before this evening or i say before this evening before we started recording anyway have you got any (laughs) overall thoughts on the pictures lucy well, they're all brilliant. Like, there's what I love is that um, quite a lot of double exposures appear, which is an absolute favourite of mine, and and is probably one of the, um, well, definitely one of the reasons why I love film. 
Um, so that's been really nice to see. I, I mean, I never know whether they're accidental or on purpose, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so, yeah, and it's been really nice to see how different everything is. That's always just lovely, isn't it, when you get a, you know, a selection of images in. Um, so, yeah, but other than, I mean... I guess I've got lots of thoughts on the, on each one when we go through them, but those are those are my thoughts on the mate on them as a group. I think that's grand. Well, what we're going to do this evening slightly different from in previous times um, because we only had uh, twelve people um, enter this time rather than picking out ten people and going through or t picking out ten shots. We thought, well, instead, what Lucy's done is she's picked her favourite from everybody's entries, and then we're just going to go and talk about that. So there's just 12 shots to talk about. Um, we have got some audio recordings that some people have submitted as well, which we'll be including in this as we go through. Um, and at the end, Lucy will be faced with the not at all daunting task of picking a winner. Uh, before, <laughs> before that, of course, then she has to deal with the host's pictures, which, as we have discussed in previous weeks, have been... <laughs> A mixed grocery bag, I think it's fairly safe to say. <laughs> um, so let's start on this. And um, I think the first one we're going to start with was the first one we got in, wasn't it? And this, well, and this is a nice easy one because I know which one it is because Hillary submitted one. It is from Hillary Clark. Hi, Sunbeams. It's Hillary Clark. I've been doing the one hour grocery cheap shots challenge. I did try and record it as I was going along, but um, sadly, Due to operator failure, all those voice memos got lost. So this is a retrospective look at it. Um, I got a box of tea from the grocery shop. It's green tea. And on the outside of it, there was quite a pretty pattern of silhouettes and leaves. And I thought that, I thought it looked a little bit like a cyanotype. So I thought I would follow Rachel's example and do a, a grocery cyanotype. So I took the box and I dismantled it and flattened it all out and then coated that with cyanotype solution. And then on top of that, I placed tea bags and uh, a teaspoon and a tea strainer and some mint leaves. And then I opened up some of the tea bags and put some of the tea leaves on top of it as well. So it's got a mixture of flat rectangular tea bags and the more fluffy ones, the triangular ones that have got a string attached to them and various bits and just bits and pieces on top of it. So then I put it under the UV light because it was pouring with rain um, and I needed, I was trying to get it done within an hour. So um, I let it expose for about 20 minutes and um, it's, it came out quite well. The tea strainer came out uh, very nicely. I perhaps should have placed that a bit more centrally and the teaspoon was good. The, the mint leaves, um, you can't really tell it's mint, but it is. <laughs> the tea leaves are quite good and the tea bags are, are quite well. The, the, string, the string hasn't come out on the tea bags very well, but um, I can live with that. So I left that to dry a little bit, but then I thought I would try and tone it. And of course, what else would I tone it in but green tea? So I put five tea bags in some boiling hot water and then just let it cool for a little bit and then placed the um, packet in a big developing tray, which has got the tea toner in it. Now, the instructions that I've been following um, say leave it until your 
you're satisfied with the result and you will get a nice pinky tone to it, bizarrely from green tea. So I left it as long as I could. It was it was more than an hour, I must admit, but um, it was just sitting in the in the toner. It, it sat there for about four or five hours, to be honest, but by that point it was beginning to disintegrate, so I thought I'd better take it out. So I took it out and dried it and left it to dry overnight, and then the next day um, I've made it in, back into a box again, turned it inside out and turned it back into the box. The, the toner has darkened the blue quite a lot. It's almost black, actually. And the I can't really see a pinky tone to it, to be honest. Um, it does look... It's, it is a bit warmer. It's more of a sepia. It's more black and, and sepia-coloured. Um, but, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Um, so that's my tea, completely tea-based cheap shots challenge. And it's, it was a very cheap shots because I didn't use a camera at all. So there you go. Hope you like it. So this is pretty unique. Isn't it? Do you, and also it feeds on perfectly from what we were just talking about, what you've been up to. Would you like to describe what Hillary's done here, Lucy? Yes. So Hillary has done something fantastic where she's taken a box of tea and she's inverted the entire thing and turned it in on itself and essentially opened it up, printed cyanotype printing onto the insides and then turned it back round and closed it back up again. So it's the same shape as it was before, but inside out, if that makes sense. Hopefully you can all see the pictures as well. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely brilliant. Um, I just love the idea of just just turning this object in on itself and, and the sort of reference with um, the fact that well, you'll hear from her audio, but the, the, the box in its original form has has like a leaf print on it. So she's kind of taken that visual aspect and turned that in on itself. Um, yeah, and I just think it's wonderful. And there's some really lovely, um, we were talking earlier about, me and Graham were talking about how much I really like sort of deep, deep colours with cyanotype. And there's some really beautiful deep, deep sea bluey green shades. Um so yeah, really, really love this one. And it's nice to see, I know I'm only supposed to be picking one of hers, but it's nice to see the different stages of everything. Yeah. And she's actually used, tea. She's, she's also printed with tea. Oh, and the other thing that's great is that she toned it in tea, in the green tea, which is what was in the box. So yeah, I love it. It's this whole like tea box project and it all sort of fits together. So yeah, I really love that one. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, as you said, so the, although there's more than one picture here, but this is just the whole process through. And yeah, I I love the tone actually that um, toning with the green tea has given it that that really nice, yes. quite dark, uh, darker than the usual size. I really like that. Yeah, really great. What do you think on this one, John? I think it's absolutely superb. What a great idea! Just like using the teaspoon as a tea strainer on there as well yeah. I, could, I could actually see it being used as like a product design you know mm. as as the background for something so yeah it's, it's really clever and i really like taking photography away from like a traditional print and it being in a frame you know and just putting it on a real yeah. world object yeah it's nice for it to, yeah that's the one of the other nice things about film photography is that you get this object which you don't quite have with digital unless you make the print sometimes with I when I think about digital files I mean I love digital because it's I work with it but sometimes it's the the, the difference is that 
the digital file doesn't really exist anywhere like it's not a tangible thing it just sort mm -hmm. of exists in somewhere in your hard drive and um, but that's what's so nice about film and it's so nice to make make these final objects out of them because that's it's the part of the reason why we all love love the love it mm. and it's such a well executed cohesive idea um, which are things yeah. that like i i can never <laughs> string those words together when i'm talking about anything that i'm doing but um yeah and, I said, and I, that final object is such a nice a, a three-dimensional final object as well not just a flat print but this box yeah um yeah really great work fantastic stuff Okay. And what would be good? I want. I, I'm sort of hoping Hillary now stores her tea bags in that. Mm. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Also, I, I mean, the other thought they put in mind for me is what else could you do this with? Um, you know, what what other objects could you somehow use the container? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I suppose it, I can't. Cornflakes, maybe yeah. you could do a, a big cornflakes Santa. I quite like to see that, like a a, a series of inside outs of of um, yeah. some yeah. sort of food. Yeah, get on it, Hillary. I want I want the full series. I want it on my desk by Monday, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next up, this is another easy one because there's only one image from this one as yes. well, and this is from Dean Lastoria, um, titled. Ortho humbugs. Uh, so, do you want to describe that one for us, Lucy? Yes. Firstly, though, can you tell us what do you have information? What camera and, and things were used? I certainly can tell you that. Uh, so, um, <laughs> this is quite. So, uh, this is taken using. Um, ah, of course, yes, I, I remember now. So, Dean managed to pull off the quite spectacular achievement of getting a 4x5 camera in under the cheap shots budget um, amazing so as, as you can imagine both the camera and the lens that he's using are pretty knackered um but yes he's, so he's using <laughs> a uh, a calumet 4x5 view camera um, to uh, he says he uh, well I'll read this. he's kept the Vol he's kept the Volcanite casket for his Calumet four x five view camera open since the last cheap shot challenge. So much of the mold has gassed off. Not all of the mold or most of the mold, just much of the mold, <laughs> which is lovely. Um, and the lens that he's shooting is a Tominon f four point five one three five copy lens in a Polaroid shutter. So I've seen these sort of little very flat lenses um that go with it and it is shot on uh aristo ortho litho 3 sheet film he uh, said which is actually cheaper per shot than most 35 millimeter film <laughs> so uh wow. good just great work all around amazing work all around so yeah so I'll, I'll say what i can see so it's almost like i'm looking into the side of a shopping trolley um, which I think, oh, oh, I think it's a basket. Um, and there's all these strange old fashioned kind of jars. Well, not lots, but there's something that's with old fashioned mint humbugs. And it's a beautiful sepia tone. Um, but the, my favorite thing about this image is that I didn't see, I'm assuming that's Dean in the top middle there, um, Dean's head. <laughs> I didn't notice him until sort of the fourth time I looked at the picture so that was a really nice surprise and I sort of turned my head on its side and I was like oh hello um so and and it sort of took me a while to to work out what angle we're at and what's happening 
and I and I kind of love that. Um, uh, I don't really know if I'm looking at a shopping trolley is, that any he's behind or is it a basket and he's looking into it. Um, I, I just it find was it Walt bizarre. Disney. <laughs> yes, I think it might be Walt Disney, Lucy. <laughs> is it Walt Disney? Oh, God, Unless you're looking brilliant. at the one with big eyes, in which case that's Mickey on Mouse. Oh, that... <laughs> Hang on, what do you mean? Okay, I'm not looking at Mickey Mouse. I know who he is. So, oh, so is that Walt Disney on on something? I think yeah. it's on a box or something, isn't it? Wow, this picture is getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> it is weird. But when I first saw him, I thought it was Ricky Gervais. There's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I think. I mean... Okay. I kind of preferring to see it in my way that it's a little Dean's <laughs> head poking in at the top of the picture. Uh, uh, one of the things that I love uh, because um, Dean describes this as sort of just some things from around the kitchen. Now, I mean, given the Brilliant. contents of that basket, what's going on in Dean's kitchen? So, uh, yeah. front and center, you've got this tub of old-fashioned mint humbugs. Okay, already a little bit weird. Um, you've got, as we've just been talking about, this box with Mickey Mouse and <laughs> Dean or Walt Disney and, on it. And Dean in the top. <laughs> yeah, but at the front, next to the humbugs, is a big, like an economy-sized jar of laxatives, which... <laughs> Hesterford Lax or Hester Lax Restorer Lax, that's what it said um, so yeah, just pretty great all round and this lens it, which has clearly got some fun going on with it but um, as it's a large format uh, camera and, and so Dean's got some flexibility with tilt and shift and swing and stuff, yeah. so he's been able to really single out the humbugs in the middle because you, you haven't got a flat field a flat plane of poke oh god flat focus. plane of focus listen it's hard to say those things um, you, you've got uh, it's very clearly been swung to get an angled um plane through and it looks really cool doesn't it because you've got serious blur going really up the cool. side. yeah yeah love it <laughs> great stuff it, it raises a lot of questions i think it's fairly safe yeah, to say. it does yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, and it doesn't answer any of them. <laughs> it answers none of them. None of them. <laughs> I I really like the tone as well of that shot. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's from a print. Um, I think it's um, been photographed and then uh, okay. At, yeah. at, least, at least it's not mentioned on here. So, um, but I do love the tone that Dean's gone with. Um, if that it looks really good. Um, mm. Okay, the next shot. A couple of. Excellent entries here. Um, oh, not this again. Oh, no. All right, all right. I will move on to the egg puns. Um, we've got two shots here from Alex Purcell, our good friend Alex Purcell. Which of these two uh, egg shots? <laughs> I'm being good. Did uh, which one grabbed your eye? I like I like the close-up macro one. I love that one. So let's talk about that one. Yeah, go on then. What was it about this? So uh, just so listeners can pitch, I said, if you go to sunny16podcast.com. There's a link there that you'll find a drop-down page there on the Cheap Shots Challenge, and you'll find all of these pictures there. They will be there. Cross my heart and hope that I've done it. Um, <laughs> so you can follow <laughs> along with all of these. Um, uh, but for those that can't, these are pictures of eggs in an eggs box. And, um, yes. and the one we're looking at is a real close of this. Uh, what was it that did it for you with this one, Lucy? Well, I just I'm I just like a bit of classic black and white photography, which is what this feels like. There's there's nothing sort of wacky going on. It's just a really beautiful shot. Um it's really nicely laid out. It's it's 
it's it's macro so it, we're sort of looking at an egg bigger than bigger than even an egg is um which is always nice and and <laughs> and also there's a there's a really beautiful um you've been in lockdown like... too long Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we all have. <laughs> um, I'm. I really love the the texture on the um the egg pot cup pot. What mm. you call that? The egg basket as well. Um, and again, it's sort of you wouldn't you wouldn't ever really be looking up that close at the texture of an egg basket. Well, maybe you would in lockdown. I think we've probably all done that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, and it's just some beautiful out of focus background. Um, yeah, I just think it's a really beautiful classic image. Yeah, yeah. It, the the, um, the texture of, as you said, the egg carton and the eggs themselves, and the little freckling on there, and um, yeah. it's just got a lot of just really lovely tonality and texture to it. Yeah, and the contrast is really nice. Like there's some really deep blacks and some really nice whites, but not you know nothing's over or underexposed. It's just got a really nice tonal range. Yeah. What do you think of this one, John? Yeah, the, the texture on the box is the thing that was kind of my eyes drawing into, definitely. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just it's really interesting because I've never noticed that before on an egg box. So yeah, mm. uh, what did he what did he use to photograph it? So um, he used a uh, an Olympic edition, so you know it's special, um, Zenit EM. Um, uh, everybody, anyone who knows my feelings on Zenit will know that I have nothing but sympathy for you because I'm not a fan <laughs> of the Zenit. Um, uh, Pentax 135mm f3.5 lens and a set of M42 extension rings. So, a really cheap setup because none of I mean, a Zenit's worth, I think, um, negative. Ten pounds at this point. That's certainly what they should be worth. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's, the the Pentax. They pay lens, you to own one. I, I, they should. Uh, they should pay you for the glasses <laughs> they ruin and the sadness they bring and the film they tear. Um, and th- I know that the Pentax 135 mil is not an expensive lens, and also there are a lot of decent. A 135 mil um, M42 lenses that you can get for beans because they're not terribly sought after, and um, again M42 extension rings, they feel like the kind of thing that everybody just has some lying around. Anybody who's ever bought much in the way of cameras just has some M42 extension rings <laughs> kicking around somewhere. Um, and the film uh, is um, Kent Mir 400, um, which I'm. It looks lovely. Looks oh. really lovely. Yeah. It really does. And do we know, is this a, a negative scan or is it a print? Or I think this is a scan. Um, Alex does do yeah. printing at home, but I think this is from a scan. I don't think he's printed this one. but uh, It looks like it would print really nicely. Yeah. But you guys yeah, both does. print a lot more than me, so I may be talking out of my butt. <laughs> no, no, you're right, it does. Okay. Um, next up, going with your eggs in the morning, of course you need a cup of coffee, which leads us on fantastically well to the next one, which is from Aaron yeah. Alfano. So uh, we've got another sort of one and the close-up from Aaron. Which one is it for you with the ones from Aaron? So I love the one that's slightly closer, the one that's uh, – well, I, mean, I love them both, but we'll talk about the landscape one, not the not the portrait angle okay, one. Okay, interesting. Okay. Um. Um, I love this image. It's one of those, um, you know, when sometimes you see an image and you don't really know exactly why, but it's just something about it. And I, I'm having that relationship with this. And 
yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's just really pleasing to my eyes. And it's got a nice sort of sepia thing going on, but not, not too sepia. Um, I don't know whether that was a scan, to do with the scan or the print or just or even accidental. But um, yeah, and there's just the texture of the granules is lovely. And I love the little sort of upside down rainbow shape that links the, which is a shadow that links the lid to the base. Um, it's just a really nice little line of pattern. Yeah, I just I just really like this. It's really simple, but it's really really beautifully sharp in areas, and a lot of a good tonal range and just texture. And I'm a big fan of sort of shape, and there's quite a lot of shape in this. I, f- I feel. Yeah. Um, and I like I like circles in images as well, and there's a lot of those. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, one of the things I'd be interested in your take on this because when I looked at this, one of the things because for listeners who don't remember when you were on, you do you you know do a lot of commercial work and um, I do, uh, yeah. product photography and stuff like this, and it's struck me that shooting something like this, it's not an easy thing to do technically because you've got a lot of reflective surfaces, you've got a lot of you know specular highlights and stuff like that to actually carry it off well. It's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not. It's definitely not. Um, and even even just picking the angle can be hard with things like this because you find like if you're just a little bit too low, it can look a bit off or a little bit too high, and it doesn't really make sense to the eye. But um, so yeah, I think they've done a really he's done a really good job, and the angle is great. And but but what also what's interesting is that is I'm not like the the, the surface that it's shot on is really lovely with the sort of speckled almost eggshell little speckles. Um, but it, but your your I feel like my eye is sort of unclear at um, at the angle of the background, but in a sort of slightly surreal way, which I again I really like. Mm. Um, in in areas or sort of on the on the edges, the left and right edges, it's almost as if it's going uphill, which it isn't obviously, but I quite like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought yeah, that as well. On the left, it looks yeah. like it could be a wall almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then the jar strange. is isn't at the right angle for it to be a wall is yeah, it yeah, so, yeah. So. yeah 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 it's super strange but I, I love it I love I love things that are a bit strange and I also quite like I also quite like not knowing why you necessarily you like something and I think it's quite nice to just you know to be unsure about that and just sort of go with it I like it well um yeah what do you guys think yeah, it's nice. I, I um, it was shot on Lomo Lady Grey yeah. film, which is not one that I've used. But I, I oh, think I've it's, not even heard of that. What's that? Uh, it's yeah, they're one of their black and white films. Um, oh, like I said, nice. it's not, not one I've. I don't think I've even seen. I think this might be the first work that I've seen shot with it. It's nice. It's got an interesting because yeah. um, it's it's not densely grained, is it? It's it's um. It's nice for 400 no. speed film. I like it. Out of the two, I was quite surprised. I I preferred the other one. I think I liked the space okay, yeah, and and the um, reflection in the other one. But um, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, what about you, John? I, I think either of them would work as as an advert. Basically, I could imagine it with some text on it. I think it's like particularly the first one's got the composition or layout to allow that to happen. Um, I really like the light on the spoon just catching that back edge of yeah. it at the top. And so the camera angle is enough just to be able to see that. And I think that that's great. Um, yeah. And actually, I've only just spotted it now, but that sort of that overarching rainbow shape of the light on the spoon is kind of the opposite as what's happening with the, 
the undercurve of the other shadow that you know the mm. shadow is talking about. That oh, yeah. that. so that's quite a nice pattern thing going on there. Yeah, yeah, no, yes, I, yes, I see what you mean. There's, there's, yeah, the the circle shapes and the the ellipses. Yeah, the, it's a real theme going on in that picture. And um, do we know what the we know the film, but what was the camera? It was a Pentax Spotmatic, which is a, a much better camera than the Zenit. Um, uh, so, yeah, he said Pentax Spotmatic and a 50mm Super Takamar that was picked up for um, $20, which is very good. Um, he says, although it has ended up costing him quite a lot more because he's now fallen down the Pentax screw mount lenses hole and acquired three more lenses and another Pentax M42, none of which were at Cheap Shots Challenge prices. Such is the way of things when you find a camera like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Pentax family is uh, the nice. They, I think, they're some of the nicest um, M42 range of cameras. They're, they're lovely, very nice. Okay. Ah, yeah. uh, where are we? Click, 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 click. Okay. Uh, this next one is from the lovely Angela Solis. Um, which of these two pictures, these two lovely, actually, it's a rare color. I think this is almost the only color yeah. we've got. Yeah. Um, which of these pictures was it spoke to you? Mm, oh, I like them both. So I'm going to just going to pick one because I I think I like them both equally, which doesn't happen often. So I'm going to pick um, the the jar of something I don't know what it is next to the plant. That, so the the portrait one. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're both portrait. Ignore me. Um, <laughs> so we, we we have, I think it's like a spray can of mousse, and wearing a face mask, which I love. Yeah, I think it so, might be antibacterial. Um, asparagus, oh, is it antibacterial? I think, yes, yes. Very oh, timely picture. Because okay, the other one has avocados wearing a face mask, which. I loved, and I thought it was about the groceries wearing the face masks. I mean, have I read that? Have I read these images wrong? No, no I, I think your interpretation yeah, okay. is is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's perfectly good. Yeah. Um, um, so, so knowing if that's antibacterial wipe, I'm going to switch now to the fruit bowl because I like <laughs> the idea of the of the groceries wearing a mask. <laughs> so, changed my mind. We're on to the silver fruit bowl. And the avocados are tucked up behind the mask. Um, so, yeah, this is the first colour shot we've had. And that's great. And it's got some really nice retro colour vibes going on, um, which is really cool. And, yeah, I just I just think they're quite sort of playful. Um, and, you know, as, as you were saying, Graham, of the time. And, yeah, it's sort of like everything is so wacky and mental at the moment that you almost wouldn't be surprised if your food had to start wearing a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i really like it and um, do we what was it do we know what it was shot on yes these were taken on a little point and shoot uh the pentax spo 120 sw um and angela's been using this for you know at this point i guess years in the cheap shots challenge and getting really nice results with it um a clearly a capable camera in uh, the very capable hands of angela um and just yeah. nice colors uh it is expired fuji superior 400 Oh, lovely. That sounds lovely. And something I've just noticed now that's quite nice is that the the blue birthday card, the, the top of it almost runs at the same line as the as the sort of horizon line at the back, yeah. which is quite nice when that happens. It's again it's it's just a bit a bit strange again like like the other one you're almost not sure what the angle is 
Um, Happy birthday, so, Angela! If it was your birthday, I think it was. I think it was her husband's birthday. I think I could be yeah. wrong. <laughs> Happy birthday, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the, the angle that it's shot at, I think, is what really works for me with this picture. It is because it is a, a, quite an odd angle, and to give you some really great lines, it breaks up the image with the table and the wall, and this a bit like the picture we were just talking about um, of the the coffee. Um, jar uh, but whereas that was ellipses this one it's got lots of straight lines and angles but it's doing that same thing of repeating of triangles and stuff like that um that i really like and then you've got this fruit basket with uh, bananas and, and um yeah avocados wearing face masks <laughs> as one and it's, there's some nice little um um film marks like you know little scratches and and hairs and dots which is always nice just to remind you that we're working with film yeah that's why I always leave plenty of um, dust and, and hair on mine, just to, to so people know, <laughs> not because I'm incompetent. In case people forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Heaven forbid that that should happen. Um, okay. I went I went through a phase when I was younger of loving, of absolutely loving having just as many scratches and bits of crap I could find. <laughs> I would even I would even like throw dust on the scanning bed. Oh. I think it was just a bit of a, a bit of a phase I was going through. And then I'd put them on a blog and some someone stopped by the blog and tore me apart. <laughs> just I think it was probably a, a classic darkroom printer and, and he was very angry at, at my aesthetic and he was he was almost like, How dare you treat photography this way? And I was like, Oh God, sorry, I've really offended someone there. <laughs> but, um, but also get well stuff. done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I'm I just didn't realise it was a phase I was allowed to grow out of. <laughs> How does one um <laughs> move past this? Because <laughs> nothing I've tried seems to be working. Uh okay. Let's so next up we're looking at Dennis Atkinson's pictures. So I've got a couple here. Um both of which shot using uh I think the delivery pa packaging that these came in from a certain online retailer, um who we shall not mention, but they're quite a big one. Um which of these two uh, <laughs> caught your attention? Um so I liked the ones with the packages on the wall because I quite like the mystery of obviously I, we do know what's inside, but I like the I like the mystery of if you didn't know what was inside, but just these sort of packages just sat on the wall and maybe trying to work out what's inside them by looking at what shapes the bags are making. And yeah, I think the 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 um the lovely pattern on the bag is just really quite a nice thing. It's quite aesthetically pleasing, and it's just quite nice how the light hits them when they're sat on the wall like that. There's a lot of lights and darks going on, which I really like. Like we get we get really sort of dark at the bottom of the image, but some really nice light tones at the top. And yeah, I, I really like them. They um they I mean I guess they are really this is like our dark future started to happen. You look at those and go, Oh, well, this is our space food being delivered. Um yeah. like I, I've yeah. never seen packaging like that with food. It's like no stuff turns up in carry bags, but no, this is the future <laughs> arriving in our dystopian yeah. future that is apparently in our dystopian present. This is how stuff turns up. Um Yeah. And did we discuss this before that like are the bags inflated or something to protect the food inside? I don't think they're inflated. I think it's just insulated, and because it looks and because it's reflective, um, I think that's sort of, they, they're like it looks like it's sort of reflective bubble wrap stuff, future space stuff, um, uh, future NASA. space stuff. Yeah, as uh, Dennis says, it's a combination of bubble wrap and space blanket. 
Um, <laughs> designed, <laughs> designed to insulate and protect my raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently it was not very successful at protecting his raspberries i'm not sure if that's an innuendo yeah. or not but um... <laughs> <laughs> you know i imagine if the bag could still get leaned on and those veggies would still squash yeah Surely yeah need a bit more wouldn't a box have been better now uh, i'm just yeah you know, listen but... big company now a, a box <laughs> isn't talking... space future so a, a drone is not going to deliver boxes it's only going to deliver space bags um <laughs> this was shot um because i think the camera is quite cool it's a good cheap camera this is a brownie re a kodak brownie reflex 127 size camera um using hey. ilford hp5 so i'm guessing uh it was oh. put in and masked off um because uh, unless he re-rolled it uh no couldn't have re-rolled oh, well, i guess he could have done anything um but uh yeah really nice results really nice results on a camera that you have i think almost no control of it's essentially just the box camera um very cool yeah. really cool nice square yeah, format nice. as well i do love a good square format shot and that yeah. is a good one all right uh who have we got next the next one oh, I, okay so we've got two here um by Juan, um, which one have you picked? I hope you picked the right one, Lucy. Listen, I'm, I don't want to bias your choice, but I hope you picked the Caligula one that is clearly the correct one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're talking about the one with the little little boy. Yeah, absolutely. I think it might be a little girl, actually. I'll, I'll have to double check. Yeah, okay, I didn't know if it was a girl or a boy, and I just went for it then. So <laughs> I'm very sorry that I got that wrong. It was a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called my daughter the other day a little boy. They, he was talking to his children. He said, oh, look at that little boy smiling. Oh. And I was just like, yeah, bye. I mean, <laughs> at nine months old, I, I think it's a fair and honest mistake to make. Honestly, at this point, six months into lockdown, having not had a haircut, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody mistook me for a little girl. Well, all right, maybe that would be a push. But <laughs> but my Sinead did say that I was starting to develop a far faucet flip on my hair. I'm like, I know, it's great, isn't it? Apparently it's not great, but um, I'm a big fan. Um uh, I know why I love this picture, but uh, Lucy, what, what was it about this one that drew you to it? Oh, well, I just love um, having people in pictures and it's just beautiful. Um, she looks adorable. I love the, I love the light pouring in um, from the top, falling down and the little patterns on her, on her shorts and her T-shirt and big box of cherries. Oh, it's just a beautiful image. It's just really lovely. Yeah, it's great. It just looks adorable. Yeah. John, what was the detail there, Claire? I'm just trying to work out where. What did you say? You're missing one important detail, and that's the small doll at the bottom. Small doll at the bottom, yeah. We assume is a doll, but I thought it was another child when I first saw the image. Paying homage. Um, yeah, because the thing, when I first saw this picture, it, it just. It just made me think of, um, sort of a real bacchanalian scene. I, I just imagine somebody stood just out of camera with a great big f palm frond fanning, fanning her, and you know, yeah. it's just it's great. Just that look of yes, you but will also, care for my every is, need. Is she in one of the? Is it like um, you know, like a bi a bicycle carriage? I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to. I can't oh, work yeah, out. Yeah, it probably she's is, in. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, which is which is cool because it would be too big for a pram. It looks like it looks quite roomy in there. 
one second. I'll see if we get there. It is a bike oh, yeah. trailer. You are quite correct. Yeah. Well, well oh. identified. Yes, I was going to assume palanquin. <laughs> palanquin is that how you say that word? Also, who knows? I don't know what that is. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's me. Okay. I've listened to June recently, and I'm confused myself. Um, uh, but yeah, I really like it. I just, I just love. Just, I love the picture in terms of the structure of the picture. As you said, the, the yeah. light coming through is really lovely, um, and the framing and everything. But I just, oh, I love the atmosphere of it. Just that kind of just yeah. decadent lifestyle of the very young. Um, so yeah, yeah. jealous. Look after me. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. How it how it was. I mean, we were all there once. Hopefully, okay. <laughs> uh, next up, oh, we've got another bit of audio here. After I seamlessly slipped in Hillary's audio earlier, <laughs> definitely didn't forget that. Um, uh, <laughs> we've got another bit of audio here uh, for the next shot. This is from Harry Scott. So um, we will play Harry's audio first. Uh, and and yeah, Harry's got some. Harry did all the production of this himself. So uh, you can enjoy the, the more effort that goes in than we ever do with this stuff. So we'll play that first. Five minutes later than I should have been. This is going to be um, my show about the cheap shots challenge. Okay, right, I'm just metering because the scene I've set up is quite complex and the way I'm doing it is quite complex. Basically, the cheap shots challenge is all about groceries and I decided that I was going to do something in my kitchen. Right, what's happening is I've got my pinhole camera, which is going to be my cheap shots camera. The reason I've chosen that is because it was basically free because I made it. The materials cost me a little bit, but the camera itself was just time. And the, the gimmick I'm doing, there's a couple of gimmicks I'm doing. I've always wanted to try photographing pinhole with a flash. And I bought this flash gun. It's a Nikon Speedlight SB24. I bought it for the Day into Night Challenge and never ended up doing anything with it. So I decided I was going to use it for this. So I'm going to put the pinhole camera real close to what I've got, which is disgusting and gross, but I'll talk about it in a second. And I'm just going to fire the flash a bunch of times over the top of it, you know, to, to illuminate the scene. I have no idea what we're going to get. This is totally uh, impossible to judge. But the other gimmick I'm doing, I am going to develop this roll of film using groceries. I'm actually going to use caffeinol for the first time. I thought it would be nice to photograph groceries and then develop using groceries. So, right, I'll just talk about my setup and then I'll get into it. So what I'm going to do is plot the camera next to my food real close because I want that kind of ants eye view and then just fire the flash on it. What I'm actually taking a picture of, uh, we've got a compost bin in the garden and Emma's been collecting veg on it and I saw it the other day and I said don't put that in the bin, leave it, I want it. So I've got this plate full of disgusting rotting food, there's a pomegranate skin on there, there's leaves and browning broccoli, onion skins, banana skins, it's gross. Now, it's right under the light, so I'm still getting some light on there. I'm going to expose for a minute, and I'm going to pop flash as often as it recharges. And hopefully I shall get something. Now this particular image is going to be looking directly at the banana skin and the open 
thingy shell. Set my timer going. I'm going to start popping the flash on it. One, two, three, four. Oh, this is making my headache. Come on. Five. Taking longer to recharge between pops. Six. Come on. Seven. Right. Seven flashes. So I'll just do eight for good measure. Eight. Right, that's eight. And that's a minute. It's not right. There you go. Right, so. Uh, wind on, not backwards please. Right, last shot. What do I want to do? I don't know what I want to do. Maybe one looking down? I've done that way. Maybe I'll just rearrange a bit, get all my favourite elements in. Because there's a bit of banana. A bit of the banana thing is sticking out. And I feel like can do something with that if I get it real close to the pinhole but it means I've got to have other stuff in the frame make it a bit more interesting so oh the eggs oh the eggs stuck together Ooh. right so this is going to be a landscape one and I'm going to put the, I'm going to have the banana skin almost touching the pinhole just lift it up a little bit. Okay, it's basically touching the pinhole and I've got lots of other stuff in the shot. Right. Okay, that's the actual image capture. It's probably not going to be till later that I get to mix up the calf and all. So, yeah, groceries from me and my disgusting plate of rotting veg. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for that, Harry. That was fantastic. Um, now let's look at these pictures. So these are two quite striking pictures because I think these are the yeah. only pinhole pictures we got um, in this one. I think I'm right in saying I think that. So yeah. Um, these are very cool, and and I I love the approach that went into these in the first place. So, um, what do you think of these, Lucy? So which oh, sorry, I... which one did you go for? Actually, more importantly, yeah. Um. So I like the one on the left. I'm just trying to find the file number that's got the um sort of the lighter streak of light at the top. So um, number two, the second shot? Is that, I think I've just, I've lost them again now. <laughs> Hang on. Sorry, everyone. Um, Dropbox, hello. <laughs> yeah, it, it is another one you mean. The one with the banana skin and orange, and um, onion peel on the plate? Yes, exactly, yeah. Yes. And I love these because I kind of had absolutely no idea what was happening until i listened to the audio and it, even until you just said banana peel i thought it was a leak so i really um i just i had no idea what was going on i didn't even i didn't even pick out that it was um fruit and veg obviously i could have by the fact that it was the groceries 
um, competition. But yeah, I just, I love them. And it, it was so interesting to hear how he'd done them. Um, yeah, I just think they're great. And they're sort of strange and very, very kind of, kind of dark, almost quite, almost spooky, I think. Mm. I think it's okay to say they're spooky. Um, yeah, and as you will have all heard with the audio, it's just, so interesting how I did them with the with um dark room with the flash and yeah I really I really love experimental things and I kind of love when the the action of making the image sort of takes over what the image is if you know what I mean rather than it just being a photo of something um so yeah great work Harry love it yeah and, and, and um a lot of mystery to the image yeah and, and the, yeah. i love the tonality of this because as you said these are developed in caffanol as well um yeah which is yeah really worked well with these when i look at this picture it slightly makes me feel it because of, i don't know what it is about it because it's just like it's a close-up fairly close-up of a plate of food yeah of, of of the rubbish from food as i said an onion peel yeah banana skin um and some courgette or broccoli or something i don't know all of which is terrible anyway you should never eat that stuff but there feels the, the light on it feels um almost like a churchy light it feels kind of like yeah. this is some offering <laughs> being made to yeah. the church of garbage um and uh, i'm a big fan <laughs> of the church of garbage obviously um yeah really like that one um john what are your thoughts on the church of garbage offering um i would happily take a plate of that um they remind me of uh is it justin quinnell's series that he does from his mouth where mm -hmm. he puts pinhole cap oh in his yes mouth. yeah and it makes me think of that of like you're approaching a plate of food and that's the view that your mouth would get as you approach it <laughs> yeah which i think is quite interesting yeah, um but is, yeah they're, they're cool. both wonderful yeah um you can find more stuff i must give this a shout out um because as you will notice as i said harry's audio production was clearly above and beyond um what we can ever be able yes, to do uh, right. harry does have uh, it always confused me because it's, uh, it's henry <laughs> the emails from harry scott but he always signs off henry uh which blow i listen <laughs> pick a lane pick a lane but um <laughs> he has his own podcast tales from the magic box so do check that out um because yeah doing great work needs to be listened to um all right uh where were we uh, let's see double bar church of the magic garbage um okay next up is uh, the um, past cheap shots challenge winner <laughs> he says having having literally finally <laughs> sent bob his prize only six months later sorry bob um but can bob do it again who knows which of these pictures by <laughs> bob matter did you pick so this was tricky to pick um, and it's a close call, but I'm going with the vegetables, the vegetables. as opposed to the fish. The fish. Yeah. And it was tricky because what I loved about the fish image is the little sneaking in on the side of those arms, which I will probably, well, they were either on purpose or accidental, I guess, but it sort of looks like a double exposure in that corner. Um, anyway, now I'm talking about that one, which I shouldn't be. So, but <laughs> once <laughs> what won me over is the whole element of the vegetables one and there's just so much going on and I just really like and I like the sort of perspective of the guy at one end and all the vegetables sort of running down the image and the lanterns in the top and the, the sort of crazy poster in the corner and um, and I just really like how much there is going on and um, so that was what what won me over and it's yeah it's nice to see 
him in the someone in the mask um a little memory of our times <laughs> yeah no i think it, i think it's great and it's really nice and contrasty and yeah it's just a lovely picture yeah what do you think of this one john uh i would have picked the other one <laughs> <laughs> was it because I, of the like, arms it's because of the eyes it's the eyes of the fishmonger like i'm just looking through oh, the eyes yeah, of the fish the eyes of the fish. Um, and also in the background of that, there seems to be a fish tank with live fish in as well, mm. which I think is really interesting. Um, but they're both, they're both great. But yeah, that to me, it's, it's the other one. Well, okay, that was what you'll know. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I said, what, I, when I first, the, the, back on the subject of this vegetable one, which is what we're supposed to be talking about, John, you fired. Um, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, can, I looked at that and I've been thinking, whenever I've looked at it, is, Am I sad? Not sad. That's perhaps an overstatement of my emotional feelings. But um, do I wish it was in colour? Because clearly there must have been a lot of colour in this scene from the fruit and the veg and the poster and the lanterns and everything going on. But I actually, I think looking at it again now, I'm actually quite glad that one, that it's in black and white and two, that it's in this pretty gnarly, grainy black and white. Yes, because, it is. Super grainy, yeah. Because as you said, like the guy with the mask there makes it, you know, it makes it timely, and this makes yeah. it feel like, oh, this is looking back. Remember back in the olden days when they had this thing happen, and we can kind of try and persuade, persuade ourselves that this is a thing from the past as opposed to a thing from the now. But yeah, it does. Um, I'm gonna have a quick look and see what Bob shot down because that film is mad grainy, at least in this. Um, so bear with one. Do you second. know where the? Do you know where the image was taken? Uh, I'm sure I can maybe find out. Let's see, that went my <laughs> surely. Uh, it <laughs> is taken at um, the Park to Shop supermarket in the Chinatown neighbourhood of Chicago. Do you need any more details, John? Oh, you see, yeah. you thought I can do it. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, actually, this is really interesting because this is a film we've already looked at once this evening. Uh, this film is Kentmere 400, which is the same film that Alex Purcell used for the egg shop, but um, yeah. seeing it in a different light here. Um, so this was developed in uh, Rodnell at 25 to 1, um, which has given it that look. I'll have a look in just a second and see uh, what Alex de uh, developed in. Um, uh, da -da -da -da. It almost looks photocopied. Like in the top right-hand corner, you can you can see yeah, uh, vertical sort of line lines going down. Yeah. Um, so it was um, shot using a Olympus stylus zoom DLX. Uh, that stands for deluxe, so you know that's going to be good. Um, <laughs> and uh, scanned with a clear click virtuoso handheld converter. Um, so yeah, that that might have had some impact on it. I don't know. Um, but I'm just going to have a quick look. So I'd be interested to see what Alex, if Alex has shared what he developed his in, because the, the, Alex is certainly is not as um, grainy. But let's have a look. Uh, no, it's a secret. Uh, um, no, he doesn't mention what he's developed in. So, um, but yeah, two quite different looks from the film, I, I, and I like both of them. And I think they both worked well for the subject matter they were given. I think if you flipped the looks, the, flipped the film looks with the pictures, they wouldn't work as well for me. Um, I like the graininess yeah. with Bob's. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Really Thanks cool. Up. All right. Uh, next up, we're getting through these. Um, uh, so we've got a couple here. Uh, you said you like double exposures, so this is playing right into your hands. I've got a couple here from Jonathan yeah, Becker. Sure uh, which ones did you go for? 
So I went for the tomato and the onion. The tomato and the onion. Uh, would you like to describe yeah. these pictures for us? Because I think these are really clever. Yes. So we have a sort of triptych here. So. But two, there's only two, two pictures in them. It's, 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 Sorry, it's a two-picture triptych. Diptych. <laughs> no, no need um, to be like that, Lucy. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have two pairs of vegetables or fruits and fruits. And, um, yeah, so one of them is, well, they're in a strange order, so I'm just going to talk about the one that I picked. Um, so, yeah, we have a tomato on the left and a onion on the right and they're both on a on a on the same sort of surface with the same background and they're both double exposures which I love as you will all know by now um and yeah there's 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 just something really lovely about I mean they were both both pairs of them were great but the thing that I lo loved about this was the lines of the onion just look so lovely and there's a real sort of pattern thing going on there and I like I like how they're 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 sort of they're circular so we've got two circular things on top of one another um i like the 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 top of the tomato feels like a sort of leg legged insect climbing out of the top which is kind of weird and nice um yeah and i i guess i'm just seeing now what they've done yeah it's like a what one one um exposure is of the the whole fruit or veg and the second or the first is the half so yeah, it's really, I love it. Really interesting. Really great. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice bit of shadow going on okay. as well. Very cool and very it's well very executed. Clever, and done really nicely um, using a very basic camera. Um, he's, he's using the, yeah. the Poover Start. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce that word, but um, and to get up nice and close as he has done for these pictures, he's just. <laughs> Gaffer taped on a close-up lens, just with lashings and oh, yeah, lashings of duct of it, tape. We? we do, yes. It's pretty glorious. Um, so yeah, that bakelite monstrosity—not uh, monstrosity, that bakelite thing of beauty—has been um, improved with the addition of this lens. It's impressive to me also right. that because you've got no way of viewing because it is a very basic Holger-like camera, so you've got no real way of knowing where your depth of field is, where your pain of focus yeah. is, anything like that. Um, other than, I guess, if you look through the back and use it to sort of get an estimate like that, which I, um, he may have done. Uh, um, oh, yes, he did say so. Use some opaque plastic in the film plane before loading to at least give him an idea. So, yes, that, that uh -huh. is the only way we could do Great. that. Um, but it's worked really well. The, the sharp bits are reasonably sharp for that camera with another piece of glass in front of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. John, what do you think on these ones? Yeah, I, don't, I think they're really clever. It's, uh, it's like wearing X ray specs. Inside <laughs> yeah. the fruit. Veg, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And more developed in Caffanon as well. So, you know, some good. Oh. <laughs> I love the fact that we're getting so many pictures developed in groceries for the Groceries Challenge. Good work, yeah. everyone. <laughs> so good. Very good. Okay, uh, the next one. So uh, these are the ones from J.M. Golding. We, we've got two great titles here, Cookies of the Apocalypse and Why Weston, Why Weston Didn't Use a Holger. Uh, which of these two uh, did you pick? <laughs> so I'm picking Cookies of the Apocalypse. I mean, it's such a great title. You're almost without... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, re really, both really great titles. I really struggle with titles, so... Anyone that can come up with a great title, I'm in awe of. It's just brilliant. 
um yeah these are great i'm trying to it's another one of those images where i don't really know what's going on like is you know how i can't really work out how how um how they've layered it and how it's so long but it's great do we know if it's if this is a print or is this a negative scan or so i'm pretty sure i will just find this now i'm pretty sure this is a negative scan actually have i looked in the right mouthing um and i think uh, what jm has done because she's using her weapon of choice the holger um right. and um so i think what she's done uh let me see if there's if she puts in better words than i did because otherwise i don't know if i try da, 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 da. um Okay, I'll just read it, but I said, believe it or not, given that I was working with the Holger, I faced several technical challenges in making these. Uh, first, I would have liked to make the exposures indoors, say on a kitchen counter, which would be a suitable place for groceries, but no way would there have been enough light for a standard 1/100th exposure, and I wasn't going to try and handheld a 1/8th second bulb exposure. Um, so, oh. uh, the uh, perils of limitation. So, uh, she set up outside. <laughs> in 91 degrees Fahrenheit heat uh, to take these pictures. Um, <laughs> she's trying to... Uh, the phone got so hot it overheated and the cookies in the chocolate... The chocolate in the cookies got melted. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, um, and also, the same problem uh, was had with the poover of the um, Holger not focusing close enough, so I had to buy a close-up lens for that. Um, so uh, the picture was... Um, made the one you were talking about was made basically exposing winding on a bit and exposing and winding on a bit so you get this kind of stretched exposure um with the multiple wow. exposures on there um yeah it's uh it's <laughs> there was a lot involved with it um to get, great, to get what yeah. it was needed um but sounds like a sounds like a journey it does, it's it been does. On, which is great i love a, i love a image with a journey like that that's great um yeah, we've kind of got the, this like solid chocolate chip box at one end and it's sort of gradually falling apart to the other end. And um, yeah, it's just it's just really cool. And it's really nice to hear hear how, how she's done it. And um, I must admit, I still don't quite understand, but I don't mind that. That's fine. <laughs> kind of makes it more fun. Um, yeah, really cool. And I like the dimensions of it, like how wide it is. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah. It is very cool. Um, yeah, it is difficult when you when you're trying to do something like that with a basic with a very basic camera. You do have to find workarounds. Um, yeah. And for yeah. things like the focus distance, for um, getting the shutter speed where you need it to be, uh, and um, and even she was saying was it trying to get the uh, exposures in the same place, just trying to get the whole to stay in the same place um yeah it does sound like it was quite a challenge i know we talked about it in full on a backing paper a few weeks back so if you want to go back and listen to that to hear the full email but um there was a lot involved with it to get to this final image and uh yeah i i do i do really like it. and i do as you said i love that super um extra pano aspect that the image has um what do you think of this one john <laughs> it, um that's what my eyesight goes like when i've eaten a box of chocolate chip cookies so uh... <laughs> yeah it definitely is a sort of a, a, a five tequila image that one i think it's very yeah. <laughs> i say that five tequilas i would be on the floor by that point um but yes. yeah not just seeing double <laughs> no, just not seeing at all um <laughs> yeah 
Very cool. Okay, I think we're on to our last one now. Our last entry is from uh, the lovely Ian Wallace. And Ian has also sent in some audio for us, which I will insert seamlessly right here. Hi. I worked up a number of ideas for grocery pictures and managed to execute a few of them. And from those, I picked out the two pictures which you see here they're part of a series and they're about dependence and interdependence and fitting in and not fitting in and um, really these two go with one that actually had the complete homogeneous stack but these two are more interesting because they show the fragility of our um, grocery chain and how it feels to be somebody who or something that doesn't fit in. I thought it was sort of right for the time. These are taken on an old Infoid Sportsman that I had to repair before I could use it. Uh, and uh, it was quite an interesting experience using the old camera. Uh, I'm Ian underscore on a hill road on Instagram. Thank you very much for sending that in. It's very much appreciated. And I, and I actually, I love getting the insight into what has inspired these pictures. Because what what blows my mind about so many of these pictures is that there's um, both thought, concept, and execution all going on. And I can never manage all three of those. Rarely two out of three. But um, uh, anyway, um, so two pictures of stacked cans. Uh, which of these two was the one that most worked for you, Lucy? So I'm going with the one, do I have a, I'm not sure if I have a number, but the one that's slightly more contrasty and has the can in the hole, not the one where the can's missing. Got you. So um, to describe this image as best as simply as possible, you've got a stacked can of uh, kidney beans. I think they're all kidney beans. I don't know why yeah. Ian has so many kidney beans, but um, no, there's one tin. The, the 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 one in the middle is tomato puree. The one in the middle is tomato puree. So yes, yeah, so you've got this stacked pyramid, and then um, down in a, a space. There's one can that's smaller than all the rest um, where there should be a full-size can and it's making the pyramid above it kind of look very precarious, collapse in on itself and is just holding itself. It's quite... Uh, th there's quite a lot of tension in the picture just from looking yeah. at that going, well, it feels like it should be falling over at this point. Um, uh, I'm going to let you talk about this, Lucy, because I think it's really interesting what Ian's done, especially with reference to what he was talking about in his piece. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I I spent a bit of time looking at um, Ian's image but before I listened to the audio and I was really enjoying it and I and I was seeing it all as very playful and and almost quite joyful. Like it, when I was picking <laughs> between them and this like, the, you know, this tin was sort of hopping in and hopping out of the image and I, and, and I felt like the stack was quite theatrical and I was thinking of... Um, gymnasts and and all sorts and then I listened to the audio and I was like oh wow okay I've this is quite a you know it's, it's quite a serious subject that he's actually coming from um which is which is interesting in itself because it really does goes goes to show the power of you know how much and how much what's written or said about a work changes the opinion of the viewer viewing it and um, which I find a quite a fascinating subject um, because I now don't see it how I was originally seeing it because I sort of know what's behind it. 
um, which is quite interesting. But yeah, I think it's 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 a really beautiful image, and it's it's nice to hear about you know the thoughts that Ian had behind behind making it. Um, and I'm sort of interested to know how you know how tricky it was to you know are they about to fall down or are they quite secure? It's kind of hard to know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I also I, I'm just want to know why he has so many kidney beans. <laughs> Who, who needs that? He's, well, he's clearly a lockdown hoarder, isn't he? Maybe yeah. he went to go buy toilet rolls. They didn't have toilet rolls, so he was just like, "Ah, I'm going to boil the kidney beans instead." Yeah, but no, I said the, yeah. there's that theme of just uh, of not fitting in, and and all, you know, and, and yeah. that oh, if you haven't got somebody there supporting you, everything can kind of collapse above you. And yeah, there's a lot kind of you can t take away quite a lot from this picture of a stack of kidney beans. It's kind of amazing yeah. what can be done with a bit of thought. There's a lot of tension in it. Mm. So I would yeah, say. yeah, definitely. And and also it's a nicely executed image as well. It's um, it's I, I love the framing. Um, it's a yeah, lot of I like nice negative space. Sort of yeah, and I like how it's sort of purposefully off centre mm. rather than you know just bang in the middle. Yeah, because um, uh, you're right; it does gives the, it, it means the negative space really sort of stands out. Yeah, um, nice reflections nice. in the worktop, um, yeah. and just very uh, the, the nice clean backdrop which shows off the lovely film grain. <laughs> it's it's one of those things you get with film. It's a lovely film grain. If that was shot on digital, <laughs> you'd have to add that in. Um, so. And it would look and it would look horrible yeah i bet that would print really nicely actually but that make a really fun print um yeah. although uh you know ian's done actually you don't know because we, we might have been cropped slightly but uh he's filled up the frame so nicely it's always hard to print when things fill the frame so nicely um but yeah, but, yeah really love that um so that's it i think we've been through them all um Thank you so much, everybody, for taking part in this. I uh, know it's it's been difficult. I think you know, as we talked about before we started looking at the pictures, it can be difficult when we all had this time or didn't have this time, as the case may be. That it's not always easy to feel inspired to actually do stuff. Sometimes quite the opposite kicks in, and you said you just feel guilty for not feeling inspired to do stuff. But I'm really impressed by not just the work that people produced, but the thought and um effort uh, and just creativity that went into these pictures um uh, no one phoned it in uh, apart from perhaps me but we'll come to that in just a minute <laughs> um this does of course mean lucy that you now have the hard part um so uh how would you like to do this do you just have a a favorite is the you know, do you have a few you want to I've, I've got two favorites you got two for, and well, do you I have mean, a win, Roy? Are you still agonising? I mean, I, I, I ha only because I have to have a winner. I would ideally they would both win, <laughs> but that's not possible, is it? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're all winners in our hearts, obviously. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, then, but let's. Yes, so, um, who, who's the who's your favourite loser then? Um, let's do that one first. <laughs> okay, my 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 favourite loser who. <laughs> Who would be a double winner if uh, was that was allowed? Is Aaron's coffee? I just love it. I just think it's a beautiful image, mm -hmm. and I just I just think it's great. Um, so nice one, Aaron. Smashed it. Um, so shall I just go for it? Hang on, if we have a drum roll. Hang on. Yeah. And the winner is is Hillary's cyanotype tea box. Yay! <laughs> 
<laughs> Congratulations. Just love Hillary. it. Great idea. And yeah, I just think it's brilliant. Um, yeah, nice one, Hillary. Love it. Yeah. And also love the image of, of the tea box with the dog. <laughs> yeah, so out. Boo, boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't mention dogs around, dogs around John. John has a real, real bad reaction to dogs. Why? That cat. We don't... Oh, no. Okay. That, that, I marked her down because of that. <laughs> <laughs> John, John has. Well, it's a good job you weren't judging. Yeah, John has issues. <laughs> we've, we've got a list of John's issues that gets added to on an almost weekly basis, Lucy's. Best not to ask. <laughs> Best not to ask. Um, that is fantastic. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said, I'm glad I didn't have to make that choice because, honestly, I think there was a fantastic selection of shots this round. Yeah. Um, but Hillary, a very worthy winner. Also, Hillary was, I think, the first person who um, submitted, you know, she, the idea, inspiration struck, and she was straight in there. So fantastic stuff. Right. Well, with the fun and pleasant part of the listener submissions now behind us, it means we have to move on to the host submissions. Now, this could also be a long and drawn out thing because obviously there's so many hosts now. However, we've managed to trim that down because, <laughs> as we've mentioned in past weeks, Rachel uh, was unable to do it just because she just has not had time. She's been so busy with work and projects that she has not had the time and frankly did not need the stress of trying to squeeze this in as well. Um, Aid... I really did try to bully Aid into this, but I think he may have sold his cheap shots camera. So, I mean, I hope you're all booing at home <laughs> in the most positive way possible, obviously. <laughs> a positive booing. Boo! Like that. <laughs> um, which means that it was just left to uh, myself, the lovely John, and Claire to take up the slack for this. So, um, John, where are your cheap shots pictures? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think I put them in the bin. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I know we've talked about this in past weeks. Tell the listeners what you did. <laughs> so I uh, went to loads of effort to do this shoot with my niece. Well, my niece went to loads of effort <laughs> yes, where yes. she she made some uh, cut out bananas. Like, and they they were huge. Like the there was like a mummy one and like. <laughs> four children and it like the mum was probably i don't know four foot high oh, wow. out of card and she painted wow. them, these these eyes and little stick on mouths and stuff and we we're going to do this whole story with them and uh, we went to photograph it i had my crappy camera available loaded the film in like i didn't a roll previously that day with it just to make sure it was winding on correctly shot it all fine got home developed it in the same tank as two of the films and it came out blank um and the other roles came out fine so i knew it wasn't the developer and i've worked out that i used that role in a workshop to demonstrate rolling it into a reel but i did it in the light um to show them how it's done and then i just wound it back into the the canister and put that canister in my film stash so it was completely overexposed. <laughs> it oh dear! Yeah, so it, was it was a complete waste. So John, <laughs> you have no cheap shots entries, fortunately, and I am very, very grateful for this. You did also take pictures on your um, Nikon F6, which I don't think came in quite under budget. So it's, they're not eligible. It was the Mamiya Seven. Oh, it was the Mamiya Seven. Did you pay more than thirty quid for the Mamiya Seven? Quite possibly. Quite yeah. possibly. So we do at least have 
um, a finished product here. So you you were able to put together for everyone's enjoyment, and these will we will share these because they are fabulous. The little um, comic strip of uh, your your banana adventure. These are brilliant. Um, John, would you like to read the story of? <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't want to read it out. No, I'm afraid you I'm have to. Excited. I'm afraid you have to no, read the story, John. <laughs> don't make me come back there and smack I'm, you. I'm right doing a rush just before the show started tonight. It's terrible. <laughs> read, please read the story out for the listeners. <laughs> God, here we go then. <clears throat> it was a bright sunny day, and the Cavendish family were out for a walk. And there's a lovely picture. Yeah, describe the pictures. You describe the pictures. You, you describe the pictures and I, I'll do the pictures. I tell you what, Lucy, you describe the pictures. <laughs> Let's make this a family <laughs> okay. affair. Okay, so what looks like we're in the middle of some sort of sunny forest and there's one, two, three, five bananas with eyes out and about. <laughs> and a big mummy banana at the front. <laughs> big mummy banana at the front and four banana children with googly eyes. So next scene... John? <laughs> uh, a river appeared in their path. Drastic action was required to continue their stroll. So we now uh, have a banana. Oh, sorry, no go. Uh, Mrs. Cavendish took a bold jump to show her children how to do it. <laughs> and here we have Mummy Banana leaping through the air. What I love about this is that um, you clearly had fuzzy felt mouth. So in the first picture, Mrs. Banana, Mrs. Cavendish, sorry, um, Mrs. Cavendish had a smile on her face. In this one, there's an oh, like, ooh, <laughs> clearly. Um, good work. Manzano, Burrow and Barangan followed quickly after Can her. I, quick question. Are these all types of banana? <laughs> or what's going they on? They are all types of banana. Wow. Correct. The research is more than you put into most episodes of the 2016 podcast, I'll say that. <laughs> Good old Wikipedia. <laughs> so what's happening here then, Lucy? So here we have two bananas leaping. Well, it sort of looks like one of them swinging on a rope. The ropes just... in the background, it's, it's unfortunate because it, it okay. there was a rope swing there. but Oh, uh, yeah, I see. A rope swing, yeah. Okay, so now we have two bananas leaping, um, I guess, following Mummy Banana. Miss Cavendish, <laughs> I mean. I mean. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we. <said laughs> <banana. laughs> as, as one flies through the air. <laughs> Oh, Graham, what are we doing? <laughs> you uh, did it. Right, next. They all landed Page safe two. on the side. Sorry, yeah. Go. Uh, they all landed safely on the other side. And now we have Mrs. Cavendish, Mummy Banana. Um, looks good. Three of the children are now sort of split open banana peels, <laughs> as if you are about to slip on them in a cartoon. And, yeah, next, then the next are a, a sort of stream. I, can I, I mean, as you said, it, it looks like they've gone from being healthy just bananas to being eyeless banana peels. I, I would question how safely they landed on the other side. I would say they are; those children are dead. Uh, and mummy yeah. banana. Yeah, I think you're right. Man. So I've had to rejig the story slightly because on the other roll of film that didn't work out correctly, the story was slightly different because we took lots of different photos of uh. the scene. So I've just kind of bodged it together. <laughs> On the other role was basically the banana version of Game of Thrones, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Award-winning. Uh, anyway, uh, l- l- wrapping, <laughs> moving swiftly towards the end, John. <laughs> finish the story. Goldfinger, Take... which is a type of banana, <laughs> Goldfinger was the only one left launching himself towards his family. And now we've got Goldfinger in a sort of with a bit of motion blur, flying through the air. <laughs> but his mum knew it wasn't enough. <laughs> Very concerned looking mummy banana. And now we have yeah, very concerned looking mummy banana. <laughs> and, and is that mummy or goldfinger that's in the speech that's in the puddle now? Goldfinger with mummy's mouth. <laughs> and the, yeah, the, the final scene is uh, what appears to be uh, Goldfinger drowning, I guess, or getting washed away from his family. It's quite a sad ending, really, um, to that lovely yeah. tale. Um, Thank you so much for that, John. Um, I think uh, maybe forget about this photography lock. Just take up children's stories. I think yeah. apart from the banana murder, um, I think it's, it's fine. Uh, now, obviously, as I said, these are not eligible for judging. But, Lucy, I mean, if you were to judge it, what, have, have you ever come across a work quite like this before, a body of work? <laughs> no, never. This is a fantastic body of work. <laughs> I love them all. Um, I, <laughs> I is this yours, Graham? Is the toilet roll on fire yours? Uh, oh, oh, oh well, uh, I mean, uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> look, look how quickly Lucy's moved on. <laughs> <laughs> forget, forget the bananas that he's talking about the toilet roll. <laughs> well, as it, before before oh, we move sorry, too far, we're still on the bananas. Just just very quickly, <laughs> yeah, just very quickly. Um, yeah, I think the pictures bananas are fantastic. Is absolutely great. Yeah. Love it. I think they were, it's a shame that they were, but I'm really glad that you at least were able to take those pictures. And like I said, we will share them for everybody to enjoy. And honestly, <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens in the bananas' future. Um, I, I want to see what the next adventures of the Cavendish family are. I hope that whatever the next Cheap Shots challenge we do is, they can somehow be incorporated. Uh, that's what I want for my life. I did. I asked my niece if she'd be up for shooting some more with them, and she just kind of went silent. So I was like, oh. Okay, didn't didn't have a good time doing this then. <laughs> Send her the finished product. I'm sure she'll be bowled over. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, now we can move on swiftly from that. Um, yes, Yay. well, things we started talking about my pictures. So yes, the next, the three black and white ones of stuff are my pictures. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Well, to, love them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, to, to give some vague context, um, I. That's me in my back garden. Um, I was going to say there's not really a theme, but maybe there is an underlying theme which is worrying for for anybody who has to live with me. <laughs> but, um, so yes, uh, I'll let you describe what you're looking at there, Lucy. So we have we have three images here. We have um, a knife going through a pepper, which I'm assuming is a yellow pepper, but it's a black and white image going through a yellow pepper and going into a block of wood. And this is a um, grainy black and white shot with with bits of dust and hair for effect. So um, everybody knows it's film, not because I'm rubbish. I couldn't be bothered to clean it on up. Purpose for effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have um, a nice and grainy picture of an axe going through an apple. It's again, sitting on the wood. It's quite close up. And then we have um, my personal favourite of the of the trio, which is a loo roll that's recently on fire or actually on fire there's a lot of smoke coming out of it and it's burnt to a crisp <laughs> and i can see a few flames <laughs> on the corner um so yeah sort of 
desperate lockdown picture I sort of look to <laughs> see that as or or someone bragging at how much loo roll they've got that they can afford to spare one uh, definitely not I had to hide the fact I did that when Sinead my partner was out and then hid the evidence I'd set fire to it in case got in trouble uh, and, right, and rightly so yeah, yeah. Um, they, they were not quite the pictures yeah. I wanted to get. I, I wanted to with the. I wanted to get stuff with more movement and stuff in there, but the with the camera that I was using, I just I just couldn't. It wasn't going to play ball because I, I use a um, Olympus bridge camera, and the lens is quite slow. And even with four hundred speed film in it, um, the shutter speed just wasn't enough to me to be have any confidence of getting anything in there. So. I ended up having to go this route and um the thing that the, and I talked about this last week I think well the thing that kind of disappointed me about them um is broadly speaking everything they just feel they they lacked they feel very static I mean I think that I suppose the one with the smoking is, is at least has that feeling of something going on but the other ones they lacked the um <laughs> violence that I wanted to bring to them I really wanted I just wanted I don't quite know why what motivated this but uh, I think maybe an expression of my frustration at, at the everything well I wanted to kind of yeah. show that by yeah. smashing these things to pieces and these pictures did not convey that they were a failed attempt but you know oh I think they're great and I especially like the axe one because I think I don't know I think there's a lot of depth in that one You've got a lovely out of focus bit and I don't know. I really like them. I mean, did at least by incorporating axes and fire, I was able to in- encourage my children to help me briefly. <laughs> Listen, you can <laughs> hit stuff great. with an axe if you come and help. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Um, okay. Are, and are you okay, Graham? My question. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be asking if I'm okay. You should be asking if the other people I share a house with okay. <laughs> I have access yeah. to an axe and knives. Um, Okay, let's move on now to uh, the person who unfortunately is not with us this evening but has left us with these fabulous pictures. It is Claire. Um, so we've got three pictures from Claire. Um, she talked about these briefly, I think, the other week. She's the pictures that she shot on her Diana. I can't remember what film she said she used. I think it was Kodak Color Plus. But that, no, it can't be Kodak Color Plus because it's 120. I can't remember what film Claire used for this. Um, apologies, Claire. Um, but she used a Diana, and I think she found it a little frustrating. She's got some mad Diana ness going on with this. Um, so um, the first picture um, is Claire picking up some, uh, wearing one of her fantastic 60s. Um, uh, dresses and some great um, sandals uh, indoors, picking up a selection of um, vegetables from a bag, uh, a groceries from a bag, uh, lots of wine. Uh, again, I think these pictures all say quite a lot about us. Um, uh, she has lopped her head off slightly now, but it's still quite a cool picture. Then the second one is of uh, Claire uh, eating a melon. Um, uh, this one has gone a very lamography in that the backing paper has been we can see the dots of the backing paper coming through it's giving this fabulously grungy light leaky look and the third one is again claire um chowing down on this watermelon again with some great frame numbers in the on the side but um you can actually see claire more in this picture which i think is definitely a bit of a win um so those are the three pictures which one which one of these really spoke to you i mean i think they're all pretty great for various reasons but which one was the 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 winner for you with these ones lucy so it's definitely a for me um it's between 
the two where we're getting all these the fantastic light leaks i just love those mm. and it's let me think oh that's really difficult because on one on the one hand we get to see claire which is great but on the other one there's so much more sort of craziness going on um i'm going to go with the craziness going on because there's just the colors in it are just amazing and we've got like that sort of pearlescent color and almost every shade of the rainbow so i'm picking the one where we've got number 13 so it's all very um, light leaky and it's we can just see claire's arms and the watermelon and her hair coming down mm. um yeah i just think it's brilliant it's like i, lo- I love images where you've just sort of let the let the camera and the film do its thing and you haven't you haven't really got much control over it and um, I just think it's really fun yeah I think it's really nice and also you could never plan to get this sort of color arrangement no which is also what makes it so great when it looks brilliant in the end yeah I think it's, it's great it's really quite psychedelic isn't it which is quite fitting with yeah, the outfit and yeah. the look and I think what also I think has worked well with this one is that I said we've got the stuff from the backing paper come through, but because of where the role was positioned, you've just got the dots come through instead of yeah. the numbers, which is I I think it it makes it look like it's all just part of the psychedelic stuff. And if the numbers yes, had been there, it would have drawn slightly away from that actually. Whereas this all kind of just looks yeah, like a crazy right. picture. They're, yeah, they're just sort of circles floating through space, almost like planets actually. Mm. Yeah. 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 John, what's your take on this? Because he's, I mean, this is very much like the kind of work you produce. <laughs> no, it's not exactly. Quite. <laughs> um, I, I do love the colours on it, actually. It reminds me of like a oil, like reflective surface of the oh, oil. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's almost like lights bouncing off something as opposed to passing through, um, which is really interesting. I can see one number in that picture, the number 13, which seems quite oh, appropriate. Yes. As well. And there's also a one below that, but it's sort of snuck in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, great. Like out of them all, actually, even though it is the most out of control one, regards um, Claire's input into it. I guess it it works really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it is the one that stands out for me as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great shot. Right. Which just means. I... <laughs> Sorry, John. Were you going to say something? I was going to say I like the way that the other one is. She's called the file name Head Chopped Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, yeah. Um, it just means that you have the significantly easier task. I'm, and this is not fake, this is not <laughs> fake modesty. <laughs> but uh, choosing now between all of the hosts who managed to actually produce something, so that's just me and Claire. Um, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a psychedelic 60s phantasmagoria of colour and um, vision or a smouldering bog roll oh the agony of decision (laughs) in many ways I feel like a smouldering bog roll really does sum up 2020 (laughs) in a sentence if not an image (laughs) it does but I am going to go with the psychedelic <laughs> melon uh, lady. Uh, I feel not robbed at all. <laughs> Congratulations to Claire. Um, well done, Claire. They're great. Yeah, there is a it is a really great image. I I, I think it's very yeah. cool. I mean, I, I I'm not, not going to say I have a love hate relationship with the lamography stuff. I think I more have a the feeling, and I've talked about this um, many times, but that sometimes. Um, 
a load of flaws in a picture does not a good picture make. But in this case, it, it is all yeah. additive. It's all working together. If those, yeah. if if the light leaks and everything else wasn't there, it would still be a cool picture. I think it would still be a great picture because I love the, the setup. I love the look. I love everything about it um, that we can yeah. see. But the fact that these light leaks have then just happened has all been additive to it. So um, yeah, a worthy winner. Lucy, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate having you on and your insight and just your general newness. It's been an absolute delight having you with us this evening. Um, oh, you're welcome. It's been great to be here. And I, I know that um, John has already been collaring you for, for stuff in the future, for for Dark Shed stuff. So um, I know we're going to hear you again, yeah. <laughs> hopefully very soon. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> Before we let anybody disappear, you need to let people know where they can go to see your wonderful work. Oh, yes. Thank you. So I have a website. Uh, well, I have two, but for my artwork, um, you can find me at lucyridgesgallery.com. Um, but you can also find me over on Instagram where there's probably more recent work and and also more sort of sketchbook work ideas and things that I'm working on whereas the website is obviously final project so yeah on my Instagram is lucy underscore ridges that's r-i-d-g-e-s um if anyone was interested in seeing my commercial work for which I am a product photographer um then you can find me at lucyridges.com and over on Instagram at lucy ridges photography and that's where you can find me. Feel free to say hi. Yeah, everyone should do that. Lucy's work is beautiful. Um, I know, John, you hadn't looked at it before this evening, had you? Um, but I think I follow you on social media, but I haven't looked ah. at your website. So, yeah, I've just brought them up quickly, and I would recommend going to your website because I think images look a lot better on websites than on social media. Yeah, fair and, enough. Uh, yeah. I should update it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who didn't i can't remember what number episode um it was but we, but it, we, we did that saying it was this year so it can't be that far back um no, so do go back and back. listen to us talking to uh lucy about all her work because that was a great chat um the other thing i just want to give a quick mention to, um in case anybody's wondering why there's been absence of backing paper now for a couple of weeks um you might think that we've been moving early into slimming down uh the number of shows it's not that we just haven't been getting any emails in. Uh, we've had a couple of um, very brief emails in, but not enough to fill out a backing paper. Um, so no backing, no emails, no backing paper. So it's um, <laughs> it's made it a bit easier to get other stuff done. Um, but there was something I did want to draw people's attention to because our good friend Duncan from Silverpan Labs is back in business this week. Uh, he's been um, shut down whilst he's been moving. He's moved to a new location in Bristol. He's got a shop, a proper shop. It's very exciting. Um, and so business is firing back up this week. Um, and he's also launching a subscription service for film development, which is a new thing. Um, we will get Duncan on very soon to talk about this in greater depth. But in the meantime, go to uh, silverpan.co.uk to find out more information. He's rejigged the website on there to make it easier to get stuff organised, uh, ordered rather, and also to see about the new subscription service. I think it's a really cool idea, especially if you're getting stuff done on the reg. Um, why wouldn't you want a film development subscription service? Um, 
as I said, we'll speak to Duncan very soon and get far more detail. But until then, do go to his website and check him out. And best of luck to Duncan with the new um, shop because a shop's always exciting. Love a little shop. Um, sorry, I guess brief sidetrack there. You just used the phrase on the reg. On the reg. That's what all of us <laughs> on. cool kids say. <laughs> Guys, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> it's wicked cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's probably a fairly solid indication that we should, at this part, uh, leave. Um, John, is there anything you would like to draw people's attention to? Uh, you're abortive. No, I just want to get out of here quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Lucy, so much. And thank you so much to everybody who took part in this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Um, Actually, you know what? We should. I don't know what. Let's do a thing. I'm gonna dump this on Lucy with no prior warning. But you know what? This is how we roll. It's only 16 podcast. Lucy, <laughs> could you, for us, off the top of your dome, set a theme for our next cheap shots challenge, please? Alrighty. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you had the entire sentence. You must have known what was going to come at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay, right. It's just coming to my head. I'm going to go with music. Oh, I love it. Oh, nice. I love it. Nice. Well, there you go, <laughs> listeners. The clock is ticking. Um, fortunately, it's the kind of clock that we don't know how far around it goes. But let's say you've got at least a good month and a half, two months. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> we'll, we will figure out an actual end date for this. But you know the theme now. The theme is music. Grab your cheap shots, cameras. I... I think that's a fabulous topic. I really, really do. Um, I'm going to put, I remember actually years ago on the Pixelated Photographer, I think um, Chris uh, picked that as a, um, like a weekly exercise topic. And I remember that one of the um, people on the website did this great 12 days a week. Is that a Beatles thing? We had like 12 self portraits. We've been pulling different, it was great. Anyway, <laughs> I digress again. Okay. My goodness, we need to wrap this up. Um, thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> Get out there with your cheap shots, cameras, making your wonderful art, your album covers, whatever it is you're doing. We will be back at some point, I expect. Um, we're so close now to launching. Uh, John has recorded his first um, darkroom sessions. Uh, um, Claire has got her first on film recorded. Rachel's got stuff recorded for <laughs> Underexposed. Everyone's <laughs> got something. Re almost everyone's Graham, got something recorded. Graham, <laughs> Graham still you? doesn't have a name for his show or indeed a show for his show. <laughs> but listen... <laughs> <laughs> It'll all be alright on the night, probably. Um, come and find us at sunny16podcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, we are sunny16podcast everywhere. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.